We are in the midst of some major turning points in the year of 2023, and so this episode is going to serve to sort of recap and talk about a lot of that stuff and also talk about kind of where we're headed for the rest of the year, what to be on the lookout for, but a major theme of this episode we'll talk about is Jupiter's upcoming retrograde, which is the most major, in my opinion, event of September. So usually, here it is August 31st, as I'm recording this, usually I would be putting out a monthly outlook right now. But instead of just going over every single um, thing happening in September, I will tell you the things happening in September, um, but I want to bring the focus on Jupiter's retrograde and what that means. Because if you ask me, that's sort of like the biggest... Um, event happening in the month of September and also one of you asked me to do a an episode about eclipse season so um, instead of doing a separate September outlook and then a separate episode for um, Jupiter I will talk about mainly Jupiter in this episode but it sort of made sense anyway because everything else like going on in September has to do with all of this stuff that has been going on with Jupiter anyway. So let's talk about it. Welcome first to the Yogi Scopes podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Holbrook. I'm a yoga teacher and a Vedic sidereal astrologer, which means if you want to study Vedic, like I, I think if you like pairing yoga and astrology together, which I know a ton of folks do. I know so many yoga teachers that love to talk about astrology and incorporate moon stuff. And I'm like, if you're going to do that, please, please use Vedic astrology. But I guess a lot of people don't know. A lot of people don't know what it is or what's the difference. So that's part of what hopefully listening to this podcast will help you learn. I've created some resources on my website. If you go to the articles section, yogiscopes.com, and just click on articles at the top. You'll find some resources there about the differences. But the main important difference is that uh, the sidereal zodiac, which Vedic astrology uses, is more astronomically accurate, which means your Vedic birth chart is going to be different than your Western birth chart, and there, or like what you may have known as just your birth chart since like up until now, up until you heard about Vedic astrology, whether that's right now or some time ago, but if you're in, you know, a lot of the Western countries, what we know of as astrology for a long time, there's only like one astrology and really that's not true. There's lots of different takes on astrology. There's a couple major systems, one of them being this Western, like Hellen Hellenistic, like Greek based astrology. And the other one is Vedic astrology, sidereal astrology. And so there's lots of takes Vedic astrology uses the sidereal zodiac. That's the important point here, which is why sometimes, especially with these longer term transits, or like yesterday we had a full moon in Aquarius and everybody on the internet is talking about the full moon in Pisces. And so I get that that can be confusing if um, you're just trying to learn astrology and you don't know where to turn or who to listen to or who's right and who's wrong. And it's confusing when you're just first starting out. So stick around, it'll be okay. Let's talk about Jupiter's retrograde and sort of maybe what it's bringing up, everything else kind of happening around it, things that have happened over the last six months, things that are going to happen through the rest of 2023 and sort of what to be on the lookout for related to this Jupiter retrograde, honestly. Um, so as you may know, the 
retrograde times are a good time to sort of reflect, rekindle, uh, maybe do a recap of like, um, you know, it makes more sense like for a, like a Jupiter retrograde or a Saturn retrograde, these ones that take longer, um, like a, a Mercury retrograde might make less sense because it's happening over like three weeks usually and the time it's spent in the sign before it goes retrograde is usually like a week, maybe two, right? If that makes sense. And Jupiter has been in here, here in Aries for, I guess, four months now, four or five months now. You know, it's August, it's almost September. Jupiter just moved there in April of this year. And so it's only been like four and a half months or so that Jupiter's been there, but Jupiter will stay in Aries for a whole entire year. And so this like four month-ish retrograde is might be more significant and impactful in terms of like the greater course of your life than a mercury retrograde would be for example if that makes sense so at the jupiter retrograde it's a good time to maybe recap what's been going on for you since jupiter moved into aries which is where it will be retrograding from so let's go ahead and just tell you the dates Jupiter goes retrograde on September 4th at 10, 10 a.m. Eastern time in the sign of Aries in Barani Nakshatra. And then we'll station direct. So this is the thing. Also, like Mercury, retro Mercury, when Mercury goes direct, all planets like they'll appear to be moving backwards and then they'll appear to like stop. And that's called stationing. And then they will move direct. So what I consider direct personally is when they are no longer stationed and so this is where you might hear some of the different like when they're they're actually moving forward because when they station direct that means they'll like stop at the last degree of wherever they were retrograding for a different length of time depending on how fast the planet moves so for mercury retrograde it's only like a few hours for so it's like almost imperceptible difference. But with this Jupiter retrograde, this is where you might hear different dates about when it ends because other people might be considering when it stations direct to be when it goes direct, which is like fine, whatever. Um, but so it stations direct December 30th at 9.40 p.m. Eastern time. So, you know, over the night of December 30th into December 31st of this year, 2023, Jupiter will be actually moving forward on December 31st around 3.18 a.m. at 11 degrees of Aries um, in Ashwini Nakshatra. So if you stick around, you'll learn that I don't think there's any real use in being super dogmatic. Like, I don't think anything will happen necessarily um, right at 3.18 a.m. You know, it's more like that, especially with these longer term transits. It's like, that's not serious. Like what you need to know is that right around New Year's is when Jupiter will be going direct. So for the rest of the year, this last like quarter of the year, Jupiter will be retrograde. And so also this year we have Mercury will go retrograde again in Scorpio. And so at that time, at the end of the Jupiter retrograde, Mercury goes direct around the same time. So we'll have another Mercury retrograde, which we'll talk about later. And so like right around New Year's, we'll talk about this more in depth as we get there um, because it, it matters for like how you're gonna use this retrograde time to be on the lookout for like, you might have some more forward moving energy around 
New Year's if you use the retrograde time well, but we're going to talk about what that means to use the retrograde time well. So the other sort of important thing around this Jupiter retrograde is that the day before, or really the day of, so this is the same thing with Venus, Venus stations direct on um, September 3rd at like 4.30 p.m., but doesn't actually start moving direct until September 4th around 2 or 3 a.m. So it's the same deal. It's like you might hear different people saying Venus is retrograde until September 3rd or September 4th. Nobody's really wrong. It's not that serious. Like, you know, it just so you know that's the difference is maybe time zones. Maybe some people are saying Venus is direct when it stations direct. I don't really consider it direct until it's actually moving forwards. Um, out of that retrograde zone and even still there's like a shadow period which I discussed on the Venus retrograde special episode where the planet that retrogrades has to move back through whatever area it retrograded through if that makes sense so um, you'll sort of be dealing with the stuff that came up hopefully like stepping forward in a better way um, for some time as the planet moves through um, the place that it retrograded through. And so I didn't actually calculate for you the shadow period of this Jupiter retrograde because that feels a little bit silly because the retrograde is so much longer that it's like it's basically gonna be in the shadow period for like half the time it's in Aries. You know what I mean? Which is a year. So between the retrograde and the shadow period it's like a half to three quarters of the whole time it's in Aries. So really what's important to know here is that Jupiter is retrograding through Aries if you want to review like more in depth about what that means and like important dates, because um, part of the journal prompts for today's episode will be sort of reviewing important dates over since Jupiter has been in Aries since April of this year. And so I'll tell you the dates, but if you want to review more about like what I think specifically those dates might have been bringing up, it'd be good to tune back into that episode from April. But what's important to know is that not just because of this retrograde, but because of the time of year it is, which actually, honestly, like retrogrades in general, like if you listen to the retrograde season episode, I was like, this really tracks Ayurveda and like living seasonally that, you know, early on in the year, in the calendar year, at least here in the Northern Hemisphere, we move from Kapha season. It's like slow, dark, cool winter time and then we move into spring which is the beginning of pitta season it moves from this like damp and dark which is like the early spring especially if you live in somewhere with snow um it's like really muddy and that's very kapha you know um when the snow melts and then it starts getting lighter and we move into pitta season and this pitta season this year might have been a little extra aggravated because of a few things we had going on around, so like Pitta season here in the nor Northern Hemisphere, we had um, Mars was debilitated around May to June. And so that's like a distortion of the fiery energy in the Zodiac, right? And then we also had Jupiter move into Aries in April and around April to May, which is again, this is stuff that I covered really in depth that I don't want to just be redundant on that Jupiter in Aries special from April, um, it's kind of like fanning the flames. And then, so the, the fire 
the pitta, the fire element, the agni of this year might have just been a little bit extra hot, a little bit extra bright. And this is actually something that I've heard, I've experienced it in my own life. Um, and I've heard it reflected by a lot of people that study astrology to varying degrees, either that they pay a little bit of attention or they don't at all. Um, people around me, I just be listening all the time and, um, thinking of how astrology is paying out, playing out in people's lives, even if they pay attention or not. And so what I've heard reflected from a lot of people is that things have just been popping off since April or May of this year. And it's just like, everybody's been insanely busy. Everybody's been like, like there's been some element of chaos kind of in people's lives, like just in, in day-to-day -day life. Like people are just like, I have so much shit to do, you know? And that's what I just keep hearing from people. Everybody's really busy. And so that feels like a reflection of what we had kind of going on as Jupiter moved into Aries. And so if you want to hear more about the other stuff going on, then again, tune back into that episode of when Jupiter moved into Aries, because it was a lot of stuff like Mercury was retrograde in Aries right at the same time. And Jupiter was Gundanta. And I explained in depth what that means um, around that time. So it was, it was intense. April and May kicked up some intensity that kind of carried through the summer because then we had, you know, Mars was debilitated, um, you know, all this other stuff going on, moving into like Leo season. So this sort of fiery energy has been predominant since then, which also makes sense seasonally, at least here in the Northern Hemisphere. This is the thing. I recognize that there are several of you in the Southern Hemisphere that listen to this podcast. I've connected with many of you. I know there's a huge Vedic astrology community in Australia specifically, and I apologize that I have no embodied understanding of what's like to experience these transits when your seasons are the opposite. I don't know how that's playing out in your life. Um, other than like some of y'all have t told me a little bit in like readings, but, um, I think it's worth noting that both Vedic astrology and in India is in the Northern hemisphere and Greece and like, you know, all this Hellenistic astrology, like astrology pretty much uh, originated in the Northern Hemisphere, which is why I think, in my opinion, it really tracks the seasons of the Northern Hemisphere. So that's just something I think about sometimes. I'm like, I wonder how this is playing out when it's winter. But there may also be some element of like, your season is telling you, when it's winter in the Southern Hemisphere, is telling you to slow down and chill the F out. And we have all these astrological energies going on of like, this fiery energy. So the, the burnout I think is high for a lot of people, um, and has been perhaps since April or May. And that's just what I've heard from people. It's what I've experienced in my life. Like I told y'all, I launched the astrology for yogis course around then it was in the works. And that was, um, like I was telling a lot of people, especially with Jupiter in Barani Nakshatra, um, and in Aries being the first sign of the Zodiac, it's a good time to like birth something new. And with that comes maybe a little bit of burnout. Like I've had to kind of burn the candle at both ends to put this thing into the world. You know what I mean? And so now maybe you're doing something like that in your life. Maybe there's been some shifts and changes. You've been like putting something new into the world and, or otherwise like your life has required you to burn the candle at both ends or to just be extra busy. And so in doing that, some things have had to kind of fall to the wayside. That's what I've heard from a lot of people. And now we what we have going on, this is why I was like, this is about Jupiter retrograde, but I can't ever talk about anything without talking about everything. I feel like Does that makes sense. You know what I mean? I'm like, 
We have all these other energies going on. Jupiter retrograding in Aries is not happening in a vacuum. That's what makes this Jupiter retrograde in Aries different than like the last one, like on the Jupiter in Aries episode I talked about the last time Jupiter was in Aries. And so we have all this other stuff going on that's what's going to make this time subtly different from the last time or from the next time, if that makes sense. So we also have right now in August, Mars just moved into Virgo. So we have all the Western astrologers that are like talking about Virgo season. And so um, there have been some significant like, let's ground back into routine. Let's get passionate about health again. Let's, you know, I've heard people reflecting that, that like there's this like back to school vibes with Virgo energy. This like wanting to get your life on track, your health on track. Um, wanting to have a schedule and a routine and this grounding earthy energy of Virgo. So that tracks with Vedic astrology since Mars moved there in August. And so that's why potentially, although around April, May might have kicked up some, a lot of intensity, a lot of needing to like burn the candle at both ends, like add a lot of the fuel to the fires of your life that could have resulted in burnout or Pitta imbalance kicked up around April or May and why one reason why it's kind of starting to ease now with that Mars and Virgo it's like sort of grounding the fiery energy a little bit and we'll start to see that more especially so as Jupiter goes retrograde in Aries there's potential that it could kick up the burnout even more because that's what a retrograde energy only strengthens whatever energy is already going on. So if it's been good to you, if Jupiter and Aries has been like really good to you. So just think about like from April until now, has it been a good time? Have you been feeling really powerful and like standing in your own power kind of thing? Um, or have you been feeling more of that burnout or maybe a touch of both? Probably. Um, it will only in enhance that. And so um, the the good and the bad news of retrogrades is that you might experience challenges, you know, if things have been going well, it will just continue to go well, but the retrograde really will like show you where your weak spots are. And it's like, and you'll be faced with challenges perhaps that are like testing you. You can either, like I talked about with Jupiter being Gandanta and that, in that Jupiter and Aries episode is like, you can either kind of wear the samskara, the pattern, the, the neural pathway, you can wear it a little bit deeper or you can choose something different and make a new samskara, make a new neural pathway for yourself, right? And so that's kind of what we have going on with any retrograde. But this Jupiter retrograde in Aries might be bringing up specifically things around standing in your power, things like self-confidence, ambition, these kind of things, like having a willpower towards wisdom and higher learning and maybe also some impulsiveness. So those themes might be coming up a little bit more as Jupiter goes retrograde. It will become extra important to consider how those themes are playing out in your life and what you're doing about it. So of course we'll talk about that in just a moment. I just want to continue talking about a couple other important things that are affecting this energy or feeding into what you might be experiencing. So also in mid-September, September 15th, Mercury will go direct. Mercury's retrograde in Leo, which is another fire sign. So we just still have some of this burnout type energy going on. I think when Mercury goes direct, that will ease that in some ways. Um, 
but then also, we'll, so we'll have a new moon in Leo the day before Mercury goes direct. So I'll of course do an own, its own special episode about that. But I just think it's important to keep in mind that in September, um, we're not quite moving into Virgo vibes just yet. Like it'll actually be more towards the end of September that we start seeing a, a bigger uptick of Virgo energy of this, like back to what makes you feel healthy, back to um, a routine, back to feeling grounded in your life uh, and a little bit less of this burnout energy. I think early, you know, like most of September will continue to feel that way and it will just start easing in, in subtle ways along the way. Um, but it will be important to consider how this Jupiter in Aries energy is expressing as the other energies that may have been con contributing to the burnout, to the um, like fiery energy in your life. As those start to shift and change and ease, perhaps it'll, I think it will become more clear what is related to Jupiter in Aries. And then so also a big thing related to Jupiter being in Aries is that Rahu had been in Aries for a year-ish before Jupiter moved there. And so that's really challenging. So I suspect wherever Aries is in your chart has been feeling challenged or like it's getting a lot of your focus for since March of 2022, right? And so... Um, again, around now is where that energy will start to work itself out. And I won't necessarily say that that's going to be easy. I don't want to say that, that energy is going to ease necessarily, um, because we have eclipse season coming up, which that's what I was saying. I will do a separate episode on what to expect for eclipse season because it's a big deal and I can't try to weave all of that into right now. And it's happening in October anyway. Um, but what's important to know about it in relation to Jupiter is that um, Jupiter has been with Rahu here in Aries. And then on October 30th, Rahu will move on to Pisces. And so that will, in some ways, let whatever energy you've had going on related to Aries in your life, related to the Aries the house that Aries is in, in your chart, which is going to depend on your ascendant and moon signs. And so also I did a sign by sign on the, um, the episode I did in April. So nothing's changed there really. Like it's still going to be the same area of life if you want to go back and listen to it on that episode. But I think on October 30th, when it moves, Rahu will move away. And some of this like obsessive, explosive energy, will ease around Aries, around Aries qualities, which is like ambition and drive and um, like this also like ego kind of like in, in a good and bad way, ego in like can lead to arrogance if you've got too much of it, but ego in like, this is who I am and this is what I need to express, which is something that we need as human beings existing in the world. Like um, I recognize that people on a spiritual path are often trying to rid themselves of their egos, but that's just the thing. As long as you are Purusha and Prakriti, you know, your, your Purusha is like your spiritual part of you, but your Prakriti is your worldly part of you. And the whole idea is that you can't really separate them. Like you need an ego. You just have to learn to quiet your ego. And so when Rahu moves on, I think that that will get a little bit easier. 
So what that specifically means is that the Guru Chandal Yoga will be over at the end of October. But all of the energies related to the Guru Chandal Yoga might be heightened between September and October. So from the time Jupiter goes retrograde on September 4th to the time Rahu moves away on October 30th, and then especially around um, the eclipses in October, which I'll talk about. If you want the dates, they're in the planner. You can go to yogiscopes.com 2023 to get the planner, or you can also join the membership and it's in there if you want the dates ahead of time. But that energy will heat up. It's, it's always like it's got to kind of fizzle up before it fizzles out, if that makes sense. It's got to you know, it's got to work some stuff out before it resolves. So always, if you've been kind of like paying attention and responding to whatever's been coming up for you, you will likely be better off than the people that have not been paying attention, the people who have been just being reactive rather than proactive, if that makes sense. Like you have to change something about your behavior or your life to work out the karmas. Otherwise, you're just going to keep getting the same lesson over and over again. So that I think um, will have to do with how this eclipse season plays out for you. But it's, so it's important to know that Jupiter is there, maybe somewhat easing the energy of Rahu uh, might make things a little bit easier. But then certainly once Rahu moves on, I think this Jupiter retrograde, like whatever you've got going on around the Aries area of your life will get easier probably is what I think. I think it will get, um, there might be some like resolution, might be some moving more towards like a positive expression um, of whatever that area of your life is based on whatever house that is, if that makes sense. And then going on from there for the rest of the year, we have through like November and December, we'll still have um, Jupiter retrograding. But then in the early November, right after Rahu and Ketu move, Saturn will go direct. So that will be nice. And then largely Jupiter will be the only planet that Vedic astrology really cares about. Like we'll still have some outer planets retrograde, um, like Uranus also there in Aries, but, and then we'll have another Mercury retrograde in Scorpio starting in December. But what I think is cool is that Mercury and Jupiter go direct around the same time, which is right around New Year's. So that feels a little bit auspicious for what you're going to set into motion in 2024, which of course we'll talk about more in depth as we get there. It's important to know what I'm trying to communicate now is that use this time to be intentional about how you're going to resolve 2023 and the things that have been coming up for you largely since 2022. Um, I suspect that the Aries area of your life has been a little bit prominent, has been a little bit challenged, right? And so with this Jupiter retrograde from like September and October, especially until Rahu moves away, it's like time to put yourself to the test, time to really do the thing that whatever you're trying, you've been trying to do or like resolve whatever is coming up for you related to that area, like September and October are the time. And so like I also said on the Jupiter and Aries in general episode from April, like I would encourage you to just think about it. Like I, I bet you know what has been extremely challenging for you, what has been like um, causing burnout in your life, what has been like requiring a lot of your attention and energy, maybe to even an obsessive level. 
Um, so there's probably a lot of truth there. And if you think about it and then you look at what house Aries is in in your chart and then look at what that house means, you'll be like, oh yeah, and you'll know. Um, but if you don't know, if you're unsure, you've had a lot going on, could be related to a lot of other things, you know, maybe you're in your Saudi Sati, whatever. Um, maybe you're going through a challenging Dasha. I don't know. It could be a lot of things. But I do know for sure that the Aries area in your chart has probably been challenged. And this is a good time. This September and October and Jupiter retrograde through the end of the year is a good time to like fix it, to make it better, to learn your spiritual lesson, to resolve the karma, right? If that makes sense. And so just to recap, let's talk about what the overall energies are before we get into your yoga practices and journal prompts. So the overall energies of um, Jupiter in Aries, but then also some of this is related to Rahu being there and Rahu having been there is um, luck and abundance in birthing new things because Aries being the first sign of the zodiac um, and Jupiter being like luck, abundance, prosperity, generosity, um, sort of like boons, treasures from the universe. That's what Jupiter brings. And so Aries is all about newness. Um, and so since Jupiter has been there, it's been a really good time to put new things out into the world. And like I talked about the new thing I put out into the world is the astrology for yogis course. Um, and we're just now finished with the first round, which is interesting to me because this is how it's playing out in my life. As Jupiter goes retrograde, it's a good time to review whatever you've been doing since April and like, um, make it better review, reorganize, um, rekindle that kind of thing. And it just so turns out that next week, um, I'm going on vacation for Labor Day weekend. And then when I get back on the fifth, I will be spending a couple weeks revamping and preparing to run the course again. And in that time, I will be turning it from the live lectures that I taught in the founders round into um, pre-recorded content for this next cohort. And so that's what I'll be doing. I'll be like digesting the, um, because that's Rahu is, Rahu like doesn't digest. Rahu's just like, give me more, take in more, do more um, kind of thing. And Rahu does not digest. And so that's what, especially after Rahu moves on, it will be a good time to digest or, um, you know, assimilate things that you have been working with since Jupiter moved to Aries. So for me, it's the course. For me, I'm like, I'm going to take it, all this information I gathered, and I'm going to make it even more useful by sort of digesting it, right? And um, so that's the kind of thing we've had going on with since Jupiter's been in Aries. It's like, what are you birthing in your life? And then as Jupiter goes retrograde, how can you, um, and especially once Rahu moves on, how can you work on like taming the burnout, taming the perhaps too muchness, the fiery expansion that there has probably been since April or May. Um, and so there's this theme, this big theme for this time around digesting the knowledge that you're taking in, turning knowledge into wisdom, right? Digesting, especially after Rahu moves on. Um, and then tapping into your ambition, tapping into your willpower, that kind of stuff. Um, watching out for impulsiveness, watching out also for conflict with authority, especially while Rahu's there, there could be some explosiveness around authority. 
figures, either in your personal life, like bosses, um, you know, whatever. But then also we have seen that going on in the news, at least here in the U.S. I brought up something on the, the April episode um, in the larger spiritual community. This is kind of a good example of this. But then also we have uh, our former president is like in troubles right now. That's all I'll say about that. And then there's, I just saw an article about North Carolina, the state that I live in. Or I've seen like posts on the internet where people are talking about they're going to shut North Carolina down again, like COVID. And I'm just like, people are just like making a bigger deal about it than I think it like needs to be. Anyway, that kind of stuff where people are like, don't tell me what to do. You know, conflict with authority. And um, so it's a good time for this whole Jupiter and Aries in general, but then especially their Jupiter retrograde will be a good time to get back to teachers because Jupiter is guru, the teacher and teachings that make you feel like expressed in yourself, right? Because that's, that's Aries is like, can you get back to that? Because also if you've been like birthing something new or like doing this big new thing, it's a teacher or somebody, a mentor that can help you digest it and turn all that knowledge you may have been taking in since Jupiter and Rahu have been together into wisdom, turn it into something useful. Um, and so that's really why I'm like this. It's perfect that the second round of this course is happening during this time. It's like, if you want to become an astrologer, there's all this information about astrology on the internet. It's everywhere. You can get all the information you want. It's the guidance of this course and having somebody to give you feedback on stuff that's going to help you turn all this knowledge that's free access on the internet, really, between YouTube and blogs and everything um, and books. You like, how are you going to turn all that knowledge into wisdom, into something useful? It's by the guidance of a teacher, right? So it's also a good time, especially once Jupiter goes retrograde for pursuing higher education, for using your willpower for the greater good right? Like how can you turn your willpower and ambition that you might be experiencing with all this heightened Aries energy, because a lot of Aries energy is like willpower and ambition. How can you turn that into higher learning? Cause that's like Jupiter, um, for the greater good for people, not just for like the betterment of your own agenda. Right. Um, and then also a good time, especially while Jupiter goes retrograde for reflecting, on your relationship with willpower. Are you, um, have you been trying to willpower yourself beyond your capacity and that might be leading to burnout or have you been um, not tapping into that ambition maybe as much as you should. And so then it's also a bad time for impulsiveness because the impulsive energy or restless energy of Aries could be a little bit heightened during this time. It's also a bad time for being dogmatic because of that um, conflict with authority kind of thing. Um, I think, like I said, for the Jupiter and Aries in general episode, pick your battles. You know, there are some battles that are worth fighting. Some of them are not. Like there might be an enhanced like sort of fighting energy um, and, and especially around like spiritual beliefs or um you know, what, what is the correct wisdom, which most of anybody's wisdom is based on their perspective. So, um, some battles are worth fighting. Others are not. So just be careful with that. 
And so your yoga practices for Jupiter and Aries in general, also Jupiter retrograde, just remember that Jupiter retrograde is only like heightening this Jupiter and Aries in general energy um, is like yana yoga. The and yana means doubt free intellectual knowledge. It's the study of text and self-realization. So um, this sort of connection to like deep inquiry to who we really are, that's yana yoga. And that often comes from studying astrology or astrology, ancient texts, which is why I'm like studying astrology. Of course, I think studying astrology is and Vedic astrology and like where it comes from and, and learning all about it. That's like the ultimate tool to self-realization. In my opinion, that's what takes for me yoga. It's what like ties the asana to all of the rest of the philosophy. Vedic astrology has been magic for that in my life. And for kind of realizing what my specific path is, the more I learn about Vedic astrology, the more I can apply that to my own birth chart kind of thing. That's the idea. And so with that said, confidence building asanas and third chakra work are good for this Jupiter and Aries in general. So if there ever was a time for learning about yourself through some arm balances or whatever, like now's the time for it. I recognize because I exist in a lot of therapeutic yoga circles as I'm training to become a yoga therapist. And there's a lot of folks that are like, that's not therapeutic. So it's not good. And I'm like, yeah, okay. There's a lot of people that like can't for valid reasons, like arm balances and inversions are off the table. But what is confidence building for you? Maybe you have terrible balance and maybe just standing on one leg is confidence building. I've seen it for people when they're like, oh, like my legs are just so weak. And then I teach them in a class and I have them, I'm like, you can strengthen your feet and ankles and legs and so that you can stand on one leg for longer. So whatever it is for you, it could be working towards, you know, the quote unquote more advanced asanas. It's like whatever's going to make you feel really proud of yourself that you could do now is a time to practice that. And then also third chakra work. So like deep core work. Um, and then also maybe some like cooling around the head, like a Siddhali Pranayama or Sikari. Those ones that are like, um, Sikari is the one where you breathe in through like your clenched teeth because it's cooling. And Siddhali is the one where you breathe in, you make your tongue like a straw and you breathe in through that because it's also cooling because it, this Aries energy could be making you a little bit hot-headed, right? So those are good for cooling if you experience any hot-headedness. So your journal prompts are one, to reflect over the past four or five months and notice if anything shifted for you around the following dates because that's going to be important to know how to work with this retrograde is while Jupiter was Gandanta from April 8th through May 5th, what were you sort of working through then? Was there anything maybe mindset wise or um, with how you, your like self-concept that changed during that time that maybe shifted or um, was presented to you? And then on May 27th was Jupiter's exact conjunction with Rahu. And so it just so worked out for me. Like this is an example because somebody just told me it was helpful to hear examples from my personal life. So I'll try to start sharing them more. But it just so worked out with like I was planning that launch of Astrology for Yogis. I wanted it to be in January. And then that didn't pan out. So I wanted it to be in March. And then that didn't pan out. Excuse me. And so it just so happened that the kickoff call was like, May 29th. It was like right after this exact conjunction. So that was what shifted for me. And that feels validated by my birth chart. 
um, with Aries being in the third house of like short form communication. So like a course is that, you know what I mean? If that makes sense. And like social media is very third house as an Aquarius moon. So maybe you're experiencing something like that, but maybe it's something else based on whatever house Aries is in for you. Um, like I know Cancer Ascendants with your career, Aries being in your 10th house of career, y'all may have been going through something career-wise at that time, right? And so then reflect, just reflect on those times, like what was shifting for you? What has the summer been like? Um, and how do you want to maybe take the wisdom that you learned from those times or what lessons feel like they were being presented to you and how are you going to take that through the rest of the year? And then next questions for reflection. I'm just going to present to you, I'll let you know, they're the same questions from that I presented to you for Jupiter and Aries in general. And what's important about that is um, maybe I would encourage you to just answer them now and then maybe you revisit your journal prompts then if you've been with me that long um, because that's where the magic happens. You can see if anything really has shifted or changed for you. So try not to look at your journal from then first. Um, if you have one. And so one, how connected do I feel to my inner teacher and how, or how many of my decisions are dictated by other people's suggestions or opinions? Like what, what's your relationship with your inner guru and that inner voice of, um, wisdom within yourself? And then two, in what ways am I being called to step into a leadership role or take charge of my own life? How could I use this transit to help me develop my leadership skills? And three, how can I use the expansive and optimistic energy of Jupiter in Aries to cultivate a positive outlook on my life and stay focused on my goals? And then number four, are there any areas of my life where I could use more assertiveness or courage? How can I use the energy of Jupiter in Aries to help me take more risks and pursue my goals with confidence? On the other hand, do I need to soften and take less risks or be less impulsive or uh, restless? So check in with that, tune back into the Jupiter and Aries episode from um, April to hear the sign by sign. It's also in written format in the membership because folks tell me that that's really helpful to um, be able to just skim it real quick and kind of see the high points and also see the journal prompts written out and the overall energies just written out um, for you in the membership sign by sign. And so with that said, if you would like to, if it feels like a way for you to step into the leadership role would be to become an astrologer, to pair that with your yoga teaching, etc. Get on the wait list for the Astrology for Yogis course. You can go to yogiscopes.com slash A-F-Y, like the, the letters for Astrology for Yogis, dash wait list. It'll also be linked in the show notes. So I would really love to have you all in the second round. The enrollment will open for waitlisters on September 15th, which is when Mercury goes direct, and then it will open for everybody else on September 22nd, and there's going to be a super huge discount, early bird pricing for waitlisters, and also a special bonus that you won't want to miss out on if you're already thinking about doing this, and um, or maybe you just want to get more details and you get on the waitlist, and then if you decide that it's for you, um, You'll want the, those bonuses that go away when it opens for everybody on the 22nd. So, and then we'll start um, September 29th, which is the full moon in Pisces, which is, we'll have our kickoff call that day on that full moon. 
um, that kicks off Ancestor Fortnite. I mentioned some stuff about that in our in the last email newsletter I sent. I will send out an email newsletter that will um, recap some more of this, like what's going on in September. So let me know if you want that, if you miss it, um, if you're not already on my email list. And yeah, remember to always keep your feet on the ground, your head in the stars, and stay in the light. Until next time, friends, take care.